0: Do you think you're a trading hotshot? Well, you're not if you're trading these cold sectors on the Aussie market. Which sectors, you ask? Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au forward slash hot or not to find out. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. Now on with the show. It's Louise Bedford, your host of the Talking Trading Podcast. Each week I bring you expert trading tactics so that you can excel in the markets. Look, I know that some people feel more data oriented and that they need evidence and proof before they even decide to get involved. Now, I do get that. I understand that that is a human drive. So I wanted to bring you the latest research, the latest cutting edge science about managing emotions. This will be a bit of a heavier type of topic, I understand, but if you need proof that learning how to manage your emotions is important to not only your profitability, but also your longevity as a trader, then this is the episode for you. I initiated this topic because I got an email saying, Look, I have such highs, such lows, but as long as I follow my trading system, then I'm okay. Well, yeah, I do understand that for that person who emailed me, but I do think there's a lot more to it. If you are on that roller coaster ride in the markets, then that joy despair cycle will make it so much harder to follow your plan to the letter. You really need to get off that ride so that you can become more calm and objective. The best traders do that. They maintain emotional objectivity no matter what the markets are throwing at them. Look, I know. I've been there. I've been a trader since nineteen ninety. I'm the best-selling author of five books on the stock market, and I have traded the peaks, but I've also traded the valleys. (laughs) I have been exactly where you are right now. You see, traders are so often limited by their own mindset. The unfortunate fact is that your level of self-awareness will determine your level of financial success. This quote from Jim Rohn is just gorgeous on this topic. Success is not to be pursued. It is to be attracted by the person you become. Trading has a way of forcing you to bare your soul. It will often make you come face to face with your inadequacies and it highlights all of your flaws and minimizes all of your strengths. I mean, it sounds like a picnic, doesn't it? Only the persistent and emotionally strong will achieve trading prowess. Our fight, flight, or freeze prone emotions govern so much of our behaviour. Often, when we're presented with a threatening situation, we'll either try to fight our way out of it, we will run away, or we'll freeze. These responses are a part of the RST, Reinforcement Sensitivity Theory, in psychology. These three responses of fight, flight and freeze are often our core defences and they're at the basis of so many of the emotions that we feel. But let's face it, all of those responses are fairly useless when it comes to responding to a threatening or confusing market that seems determined to only create losses for us. These three responses even apply in the animal world and they predispose some animals with particular tendencies to some poor health outcomes. It goes to show that we need to learn how to manage our emotions because the impact might be far bigger than just on our trading results. Now, whenever I'm quoting a piece of research, please do refer to the show notes on the website because that will give you the exact article or journal that I'm referring to. So if you are keen on doing some extra work on this and getting down into that rabbit hole the way that I'm suggesting you do, then that's what you need to look at. From an evolutionary perspective, these emotions live in our lizard brain. It is really deep and it's in the centre of our brains. These emotions kept our ancestors alive. They allowed the people in the caves who experienced them to live long enough to breed. The hard part for modern humans is that even though we have one hand on a computer mouse, we still have one foot in the cave We still psychologically experience threats, even when a physical threat isn't there. That threat could be to our ego, our identity, or even the way we wish our spouse saw us. The way to overcome these primal emotions is to pre-consider, to think things through and to practice our behaviour again and again and again until our behaviour becomes second nature. A lot of success habits don't spring from our automatic instincts. We have to train ourselves to behave in particular ways. We need to use that more modern part of our brains in particular parental control area called the prefrontal cortex to help guide our decisions that's the part of your brain that tells you that you shouldn't eat that extra piece of chocolate cake or have sex with that handsome stranger in their car sometimes in the markets you're flying high everything you touch turns to gold and you think the profits will never stop flowing into your account you are in flow. You love looking at the markets and working out the best strategies. You're in tune with your charts. And I call this state for traders the victory. Sometimes as a trader, you just want to punch the air you feel so good. You can picture your future and it is so close to perfect. You could just cry tears of happiness Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could stay in that state forever? Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work that way. One of my biggest losses actually occurred after my most consistent cluster of wins. Sometimes that victory state can throw you off kilter. I remember when I earned more in one trade than in my final year of working in the corporate arena. And it was all within a few weeks. It just shook me to my core. It made me wonder whether I was worthy. It got me scared that I wouldn't be able to replicate that result. And I ended up dazed and frankly, pretty freaked out by the whole dramatic experience. I'm going to give you specific strategies and tips so that you can stay on top of your game when the money is flowing in. During our talking trading episodes, I think this is so important. I don't want you to second guess yourself. I don't want you to fall victim to some of the cognitive biases that can mess up these stellar trading results, which is why it's so essential that you listen to every single week, because I am doing what I really need to do here, which is to top up your education and your knowledge level so that these actions can become a second nature. I give you specific strategies to tame your emotions and keep them from fouling up your performance when you're flying high. And I also want to give you practical tips that you can try immediately so that you can reinforce the research and the methods that I'm revealing. Actually, maybe I'll do that right now. I'll give you one of my top tips. It's actually drawn from the gambling industry. Interestingly, the most effective gamblers follow the same laws that govern the share market. When they're on a winning streak, they attribute more capital to subsequent bets. However, when they hit a cluster of losses, they lower their bet size. They use what we call an anti-martingale system. So the opposite of that, a martingale system, is when you increase your bet size when you've suffered a string of losses or a drawdown. You think you're due for a win. You hope that your luck will change. But martingale systems do not work. Let's look at Ed Edsacota. Ed Zakota's achievements rank him as one of the best traders of all time. In times of trading pressure, I find it really useful to remember some of Sakota's wise words. When he was asked for one of the main contributors to his success, he said, I handle losing streaks by trimming down my activity. Trying to trade during a losing streak is emotionally devastating. Trying to play catch up is lethal. So you can apply this same anti-martingale logic to your share trading. As your account size increases, then you would start increasing your subsequent position sizes. And this is even backed up by Van K. Tharp, the author of Trade Your Way to Financial Freedom. He also agrees that that's simply the best way to multiply your trading results quickly. And how can we implement this? Here's a really simple way. What you can do is you can recalculate your equity on a regular basis and you add your paper profits into your calculation or you can even do it according to your stop loss. So it doesn't have to be marked to market. If you're a new trader, I know some of this is confusing, but stick with me because the more you're exposed to it, the more it will become second nature. So short-term traders, you can do this on a monthly basis. Medium-term traders, you should really be recalculating your equity every three months or so, but maybe even every six months at least. So you feed your overall equity, including your unrealized paper profits, into your position size and calculation. So that's especially if you're using a percentage-based method. But basically, what that does is it will ensure that your position sizes grow when you make money in the markets. It's a clever little strategy, isn't it? Well, unfortunately, the good times don't last forever. The flip side of the victory is the struggle. You know what I'm talking about here, don't you? It's when you're in drawdown, you're losing money, and you're starting to question why you thought this trading game was a good idea after all. This is the dark side of trading. It's the part that your neighbors and your brother-in-law warned you about, and it first appears as a feeling, an emotion, the emotion of shame. You want to hide, you want to hide your results from your spouse and never mention it again. You want to hide away from the world. I remember the first time I lost money in the markets and even though I'm not proud of it, I gave in to the most woeful emotions. I sulked for about two days. I complained bitterly to anybody who would listen. It was completely counterproductive behaviour, and really I've come to learn that any form of negative emotion is self-pity. The problem is watching your hard-earned capital disappear down the drain, it is never a pleasant experience. And strangely, weirdly, some traders take the totally irrational route of continuing to trade even though they're net losers. I don't know maybe they're trading for excitement that's certainly what the research says just like an addicted gambler and that's why this game is a game for grown-ups with a high level of emotional maturity as long as the lessons learned from a losing trade outweigh the emotional torment then it's likely that you'll stick around for long enough to learn how to trade with skill. You see most people is it most or is it many i'm not really sure have an inbuilt drive towards self-destruction we all know the type of person who consistently chooses the wrong job they crash their car or they're burgled because they left their front door open i mean all of these symptoms they could be an outward display of a deeper issue and as ed Sakota says some people like to lose so, they win by losing money. So, you really need to sort out your own mindset, or the market will really manifest some of your deepest, darkest thoughts. The good news is that there are specific actions you can take to think your way out of the struggle and shift back to the more stable territory so that you can experience victory again. To quote Lao Tzu, who was born in 604 BC, he's actually known as the father of Taoism. He said, Conquering others requires force, conquering oneself requires strength. So we're going to work on this together. When I first started trading in 1990, I had no idea that the primary goal of trading was to survive long enough so the share market could reveal its secrets to me. Money is made as a byproduct of following a sound trading plan and having high levels of self-awareness and emotional maturity. You really do need to stick to those principles of money management and unless you're psychologically fit that is really difficult to do and you could end up losing a significant proportion of your trading capital due to greed or ignorance and then you can no longer trade you're out of the game over time I came to realize that some core trading skills are essential to master however equally as important is developing the right mindset Trading can be difficult and frustrating and incredibly exasperating from time to time. There will be occasions where you'll question your own judgment. You'll wonder whether you've really made a good decision to trade and it takes a lot of courage to persist. I think there are so many things to be fearful about in the markets. Fear of taking a loss, fear of learning a new skill, fear of failure fear of what others think of your decisions I mean the list goes on and on but there is one predominant fear that people struggle with in the markets and it's related to the victory it's the fear of success I mean can you truly visualize how your life would be if your net worth doubled or tripled You really need to be able to do that. It's such an essential skill to attain greatness. You have to have the courage to visualize it. People who say trading is easy or that it will take nanoseconds to perfect, they are kidding themselves. Let's be the adult in the room and take responsibility for our own success. But what about the evidence? Okay, here we go. If you can handle this part, just please, if you're not as detail-oriented, roll with it because it's really important that we quote some research here. It is essential because otherwise you're thinking that I'm making all of this up and I'm just not. Not only do I have four years of psychology at uni, there is also a large body of evidence now by many different researchers from around the world. So it's important that you're aware of it. So if you can harness self-awareness and detachment from your results, can it actually make you profitable? Well, frankly, that's why you're here, isn't it? You want to know. Well, yes, yes, it can. The research is overwhelmingly in favor of this and it suggests that if you can train your mind to down-regulate strong emotions and think with clarity, it will help you become more profitable. By the way, it is fine to feel strong emotions. It's actually correlated with better trading decisions. Sayo and Barrett did a 2007 study on this. However, the problem hits when we stay in those extreme emotions. So to put it simply, if you can calm the heck down, then you're more likely to make money. A Low, Repen and Steenbarger study on... This particular topic was done in 2005 and we've had Steen Badger on the show actually, which is lovely. I think it's also important to use reappraisal psychology. Some traders, in fact good traders, use this quite innately. So what this involves is cognitively reframing an event to reduce the negative emotions that you feel. It's part of the big ER in psychology, emotional regulation. The other way you can handle things is to suppress your emotions and imagine that your loss or gain didn't really happen. But this does not work. To quote the research, reappraisal has an observable impact on decisions, especially after losses, and could be used to train investors to improve decision-making performance. So the study concludes that if you learn to put your losses emotionally in their proper place... down-regulate negative emotions, you're more likely to be profitable. The researchers call this maximizing the expected value in a stock trading context, but tomato, tomato, it means the same thing. Learning how to regulate our emotions also has an impact on our risk-taking behavior. Overall emotional regulation was followed by less risky decisions in the research. So if we can be aware of the risks, instead of stumbling forward blindly, then we have a chance of staying in the arena long enough to stay successful in the markets. As strange as this sounds, being really aware of our own bodies may have a direct impact on our profitability as traders. So if we can be quiet enough to listen to our gut and refine our actions and train ourselves, then we're more likely to come out as a winner. To quote from a research paper that looked at London-based traders and their performance in the markets, it said, traders, in general, are better able to perceive their own heartbeats than matched controls from a non-trading population. Moreover, the interoceptive ability of traders predicted their relative profitability and strikingly, how long they survived in the financial markets. So just for the record, interoception is our own perception of the state of our body, like hunger pains and heart rate, whereas introspection is the inward reflection. It's where you're thinking about your own thoughts and feelings And both are important to traders. So, if we're following the research, if you can become more aware of your own bodily functions, how you react to stress, and things like breathlessness and racing heart, then you're more likely to be a trading success. And it stands to reason that if we can influence your ability to detect these aspects of your own physiology, then you're more likely to get the profits you deserve. It is what my yoga teacher has been telling me for years. So it is within your control. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have definitely felt my heart flutter. I have felt my belly kind of flip-flop when I've made a big profit or a loss. And the good news is that this is a really positive sign. So to translate all of that... (laughs) If you can develop self-awareness about how you're feeling and you can sit in your own sewage when things are going wrong and think about your losses, I mean, really think about them without interruption, the pain will be worthwhile. You need to think about where you can improve without distracting yourself, without chasing that next shiny object, without looking at your phone or opening Facebook, and it's only then that you're more likely to be a high performance trader. If you can alter your own emotional regulation, you can change your profitability as a trader. And this is great news because your future profits are in your hands. Even if you haven't started trading yet, it's essential that you start to work on your mind. You see, When traders begin, they often say, well, how hard can this be? Sometimes a new trader will even tell me that they're going to be such a success with such overt confidence. Sometimes I just have to turn away in case I laugh in their face. They tell me things like, oh, I know how to spot a trend. And now I'm going to trade and quit my job and retire and it won't take long. I think you're making it out to be harder than it really is. Oh, my goodness. All right, maybe I'm not laughing at them now. Maybe I just wanted to slap them across the face. But maybe that's my problem. After 30 years of trading, I can tell you that the markets still aren't through, revealing their secrets to me. You've got to be ready for this adventure and educate yourself about developing your mind and success habits and then actually take those few first steps But what if you don't feel ready? Well, you may never feel fully ready to jump into the markets. But what major life event were you ever ready for? Your first kiss? Your first baby? Hugh Laurie, the famous actor, said, It is a terrible thing, I think, in life to wait until you're ready. I have this feeling now that actually no one is ever really ready to do anything. There is no such thing as ready there is only now. And when I look back over all of the major decisions in my life, I think that I never really felt right, ready, completely together before leaping. I just leapt anyway. And it'll probably be the same way for you as a trader. And I don't just mean paper trading either. I mean pondering the aesthetic beauty of trends means nothing because you're not trading with real money at that stage. The markets reward action. You are not going to get handed anything of real value. You'll have to fight and kick and scratch your way to achieving in life. And that's how trading is. Life and trading is gained in inches. They're in every micro decision that you make, every tiny act of discipline, in every frivolous thing that you say no to, every distraction you dodge, every shiny thing that you refuse to chase. As traders, we have to fight for that inch. We kick and scratch and claw for that inch. We stand strong because we know that this inch, this inch is going to make the difference between winning and losing, between living our best life and a life of mediocrity. That's what being a trader is, moving forward inch by inch, refusing to give ground, refusing to give into your feelings because we know that our feelings lie. Our feelings tell us we're not ready. Our feelings tell us to back down instead of pushing forward. A lot of us who are traders tend to be quite hard on ourselves. We demand more from ourselves than a boss would ever dare demand. And we beat ourselves up when our grasp falls short. We set arbitrary deadlines for ourselves, but we do work mightily to meet them. Still, I ask you, if you're not being hard on yourself and demanding substantial achievement, then what's the point? If you don't learn to discipline yourself, to manage your emotions in pursuit of your own trading goals, then I guarantee there will be somebody willing to discipline you so that they can achieve what they value most in life. You choose who you let into your environment and who you listen to. Your wealth thermostat setting is determined because of the books you read, and the podcasts and shows that you listen to, and the people that you associate with. Your altitude is determined by limiting your time with the small thinkers and surrounding yourself with big thinkers, and I am so glad you're a part of it all. Personally, I am even more enthusiastic about trading than I have ever been, and you owe it to yourself and your family, and your future to develop the skills necessary. In five years' time, if you make the right choices, your life could look very different from the way it does today. Let me be your guide, and I'll help you fast-track your journey to trading success. And you're already on the way. Listening to Talking Trading every week, It just provides me with such satisfaction to know that that is what you're doing and that you're focused on improving your own trading future. So I will continue bringing you the latest cutting edge research fantastic interviews with amazing traders and people in the fields of sports, medicine and science that have an impact on your trading. And I will continue giving you my personal tips so that you can excel. It is just my life's calling. And I think you can see that it is so important to me to live vicariously through your success. So I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this show. If you could do a review for us on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, that would be great. You can catch us also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash trading game. So until next week, happy trading. Most traders act like a little kid in the markets. They don't know the great trading plan is their secret weapon. Isn't it time you grew the f up? Register on tradinggame.com.au and grab our free trading plan template. It's a sign of being a mature trader.